Mr. Rigsby, you do the honors. Well, we're with our legendary morning man <laughs> for so, so many years. I'm Tony along with Mike Raley, and Mario Dell is back in the studio for the first time in many years. Mario, it's so good to see you. Thank you, Tony, very much. I appreciate that very much. Well, you yeah. were here for how many years? You came, what, 76? 76. I was here with the company for 30 and I think on the morning show for 27 years, I believe. You it came sound- here in the afternoon, as yes, I recall. Yes, yeah, I did. That's right. It, it seems like a lot longer than that, Mari. That's because I'm boring. <laughs> hardly. You're, you're anything but boring. <laughs> it's hardly. Now, did, uh, did Wally Osley hire you or Carl? How Carl Venters hired me. Uh, in fact, I was planning to go back to Columbia, South Carolina, where I had been. And Carl got Charles to come and get me, and we came up here and negotiated a deal. Yeah, Charles Stegall, who was a long-time yeah, program just director. Just a few months ago. Yeah. Yeah. And so you came in 76, and 76. You, you started in the afternoon, but you had been a legend in South Carolina radio before you got here. <laughs> I know right. you were in Columbia and in yeah. Spartanburg. Spartanburg. And, and you did TV. Didn't you do TV years. down there, too? Huh? Did you do TV there too uh once in a while at channel seven but yeah not often okay and i did a little like weekend weather sometimes at channel yeah. 10 in columbia but no big deal i did I the, didn't really like doing television that much did uh, carl and charlie say why they wanted you no they <laughs> they, they they thought i had money yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to be an investor why were they surprised? <laughs> so what drew you to WPTF? Uh, it's kind of hard to say. I had looked around. I wanted to make a move. I wanted it to be the last move I made. Yeah. And so I looked around. I talked to the people at WBT in Charlotte. And uh, let's see, who else? Somebody in Memphis, Tennessee. And, but I saw this station, and I heard about, the, about its history. Yeah. And I loved this radio station. I loved it from the first day I got here. But uh, that was primarily it. I just read a lot about it and the fact that uh, here it was, and and it didn't seem to be moving. It's that was shortly after uh, Jackson died. Yeah, yeah, Bill yeah. Jackson. Bill Jackson died in 1974. Yeah. Uh, he, Charlie, um, Johnny Hood came on after that. Right. And uh, he was he was the morning man, and, mm-hmm. and you came in as afternoon afternoon drive. guy, and, and, and you replaced Bob Butler, I think, right. in the afternoon. Yeah, that's right. Now, I really yeah. didn't want to do mornings, but after a short period with uh, a team that was here, they decided they they'd rather have me than them in the morning. Adam and Bob, Adam and Bob, yeah. and they, they moved, moved into afternoon. the afternoon. That's right. Yeah, but and I it was a great move because it sure did work <laughs> after all for all those years, and and they were very very good at what they did. But they just they wanted to be on in mornings. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so you adapted to the mornings, okay? Yeah. Oh, well, it was not a problem. I had done it before. I did it in Spartanburg and uh, one other place. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, and I, I, once you get used to getting up at 4 o'clock in the morning or 3.30, it's not bad. You've got two days in one, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mike and I do that every day, so we can sure relate to that. I've never gotten used to it. (laughs) (laughs) But But, you got here, and you you came into a station that already had a lot of legends here. Yes, absolutely. Johnny Hood, Gary Dornberg. uh, Yep. uh, So many others. Half Hansen was still here at that time. And Bill Bill Jackson was a legend. He really was. He absolutely was a legend and a marvelous broadcaster. And he did uh, play-by-play for NC State. 
And Wally was his color man, right. I believe. Right. And I think uh, Bill worked in South Carolina at, at yes, one I point. Yes, I think he did, but I can't remember where. Uh, gr- I don't know, Green- I, Greenville or Greenwood or something like that. Probably uh, Greenville. Probably yeah. Greenville. Yeah, I think it was yeah. Greenville. And then he went from Greenville back to Wilson, I think, for right. a second time. Yeah. And then he yeah. came over to PTF. But you were were you at SPA? When SPA. I was there on two different occasions, but I was there when I was hired here. Well, that was kind of like the PTF of Columbia, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, Spartanburg. Spartanburg. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in Columbia was an amazing 5,000-watt radio station. You could hear them almost all over the state. They were at 560 on the dial, yeah, which is really low and good for AM. Right. Um, but uh, they, they had a great reputation, and we were so successful, we would have to— uh, we would have to hold timeout, commercial timeout, in order to give new people a chance to buy into the station. Wow! Yeah, it was that. It was that successful. It was really something. So you, Gary Dornberg was sports director. Yes, that's and, right. And uh, I, I suppose at first he was do, came in and would do sports casts with you. Yeah, it, um, he would just drop in. You know, he came came in there, but he didn't sit in with me until sometime after that. I can't remember how long it was, but I realized how smart he was. I, I mean, he really impressed me with his memory and how smart he was and his interests. Uh, I, he's almost a... Uh, what what world I'm trying to think, a, a revolution not revolution a renaissance man a renaissance he man was. he was almost a renaissance man because he loved opera he loved classical music he loved sports better as well as Tony does yeah movies and movies and trivia and you know and he history and he was quite a history buff broadcast for years yeah. Uh, on the old WPTF FM before he moved over to, That's right. to That's AM. Right. And you guys really did click. But I remember you were competitive on crossword puzzles That's every right. morning. <laughs> yeah, and Gary never found this out. But uh, I would go by the Dunkin' Donuts and get coffee and a couple of donuts before coming up here. Well, I got tired of him beating me. But, see, I had to do everything. I ran the board and I had to play. Gary didn't have to do anything but sit there and work the crossword puzzle. <laughs> so one morning I was sitting there at the Duncan and I worked a crossword, the cryptoquote, and whatever the other one is. Jumble. Jumble. Yeah. Did that. <laughs> and didn't take it with me. And came up here and we sat down. He made me a copy of the thing and I beat him. I finished before he did. I don't think he ever got over. I'm sure he was so mad. He didn't like to lose in no, anything. No, he didn't. He didn't like to lose. Gary may have been the most competitive person I've ever known. Also, he, he didn't was. like being ever beaten in a trivia contest. No, he didn't either. No, he didn't. And he, and he just was. He was such an interesting person. His memory was phenomenal. I know. He had a wonderful memory. He could basically do a sports cast by just looking at the wire and coming yep. in and. Reciting. Well, you remember today in history? Yeah. When the paper used to print that. Right. Well, I would tear it out, and uh, we'd sit here, and I'd say, okay, Gary, the year is 1793, and he would quote something famous that happened, or two or three things. And it would just quickly. He didn't have to think about it. I can say this because Mike is here. That's the quality of an NC State education. <laughs> I agree with you. I couldn't. I got two granddaughters to prove that. Right. Yeah, yeah. Of course. And you have quickly adapted to the and Wolfpack you, when you, you got oh, yeah, here, I loved too. It. I loved yeah. the Wolfpack immediately. Yeah. I didn't like them when I was working for uh, the Gamecocks. I wasn't crazy about them then, but I became a real 
a Wolfpack fan. And somebody you really struck up a, a close friendship with is Jim Falvin. That's right. Jim and I were buddies. Uh, now, don't, I don't want anybody to interpret this the wrong way. I never gave him advice. He never asked me for advice, and I never gave it to him. <laughs> uh, but we, we, somehow we just had a good thing going together. Yeah. Well, he had an amazing personality. Yes, he and did. He magnetic one. personality, Absolutely. for sure. Now, when you were here, whenever people listened to Mario Dell in the mornings, it wasn't just Mari, but it was uh, your little nephew. My nephew. Your voice, too. Yeah. That's right, Uncle Tony. <laughs> <laughs> it was Uncle Mari. Of course it was. And everybody knew you that way. And, and we used to call you Uncle Mari around here a lot yeah, of times, too. Did. So many, So many people uh, remember you on the air, and you knew so many people. Because of this job. Yes, I did. Famous I, and not so famous. I, I, right, absolutely. And I enjoyed every minute of it. And I liked going out of the station, too. I loved going on remote. Uh, yeah, or, me too. And, and I liked going out with the salespeople and meeting some people. I, you know, I knew Fred Anderson and all these other people that I knew. And I, I thought it was great. I was making new friends every day. I bet you went around and did a lot of remotes with Don Fowler on sale. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was another long-time WPTF person. I'll tell you person. a funny story about Don. Yeah. And I never forgave him for it. They opened a new parking lot at the airport. He sold them the morning show. And I'm out there in the dark with Bob Royal. We're the only two people there <laughs> promoting a parking lot. <laughs> I know Bob Royal was happy about yeah, that, wasn't yeah, he? I told Don, I said, when we get back to the studio, I'm shooting you. <laughs> I'm kidding you right on the spot. Well, you mentioned Bob Royal. He was a legendary oh, engineer here yes. who came here, what, uh, Mike, in the early 40s, I guess? Well, mid-40s? I think he came here in uh, the late 30s, maybe, and then went to war. Yeah, and then and came, came back. back. I don't think he ever worked at another station, did he? Not that I'm aware of, I'm although either. he was from Greensboro, I think. Yeah, he may have worked right. at BIG yeah. at some point. You know, it's ironic. Yeah. Still, back in our engineering shop, there's a toolbox that says Royal on it. Yeah. So it's like his legacy still <laughs> I'm lives. afraid yeah. to open it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got here, not only was Gary here, but uh, our good friend Johnny Hood was here, too. Yeah, Johnny Hood, that's right. Johnny and I played golf at least twice a week together. And plus, we were we were just, we just became fast friends very quickly. There's a great picture on one of the old program schedules from the late '70s or early '80s. You and Johnny together on a bicycle built yeah, that's for right. two. Built for two. It was Johnny's bike, and we I don't remember those, that. It was one of those charity things where yeah. you rode the bike for charity. Yeah. And I can't remember which charity it was, but I remember getting on the bike, and we rode probably ten miles, all total. But uh, we'd get to going really good, and I'd, I'd stop pedaling. <laughs> John would turn around and look at me, and, and he's huffing and puffing. <laughs> so y'all didn't wreck or anything? <laughs> no. No, no problems? I'm surprised. Yeah. You you knew um, you were fast friends with a few governors, famous politicians like uh, Jim Hunt. Yeah. Too. Well, I, I love Jim because he made, he made the show better. Uh, I remember one story he told. Uh, nobody had ever had him on the air as a co-host and he, he accepted immediately to do that, but he was telling me about his father and he said his father would buy a radio and have somebody solder 680 on it. So you couldn't change the channel. Wow. 
And I thought, that's one of the greatest stories I ever heard. What a, yeah, what a testament for this radio station Yeah, to have somebody that fond of That it. is fantastic. Sure it is. And, and I know that you became really, really good friends with the former mayor of Curry, uh, Coca Booth, too. Yes, Coca Booth. Isabella Cannon, the mayor of Raleigh, and I were friends because uh, I would call her every year on her birthday. Oh. And I think I talked to her. I want to say she was 93 when she passed away, but I may, I may be off. She was got some national publicity as the little old lady in tennis shoes right. mayor at that time. And I think yeah. she was the first mayor of a capital city in the United States. I'm not sure about that. We'd have to look that I up. I wouldn't be surprised at all. And but uh, she was a delightful person. She really was. Great, great personality. And, and uh, we were talking about Gary. Over the years, Gary sort of transitioned to almost exactly a co-host right. rule. That's exactly yeah. right because – I enjoyed having him in. If I, if I was sitting here doing something, whatever I was doing, I wanted some other input, I'd call for Gary, come in here and help me with this a little bit. And he would come in, and he was always a big help, always. Uh, sometimes people I miss click. Him. And I, I miss him, and I know Mike Bradley do. does. I love, yeah. I, I I love Gary. I love Gary Dornberg. He's the closest thing I had to a brother. And you all clicked, yep. and that's so important in this business. Yes, it is. Yeah. And it was it was wonderful. Yeah. It really was. It's one of the joys of my life that I got to work with somebody like that. It was a and lot you, of laughing too. It was. <laughs> and you know, it was it that was sort of a PTF morning show tradition because when Bill Jackson was doing the morning show, Wally was That's there exactly with him and right. they became a great team. That's right. Uh, uh go to the hills, yeah. was it? And Gabfest. And yeah. Gabfest. That's right. They, I, I recall a uh, a Gabfest that Johnny and Bart Rittner did one yeah. time. Then and they started talking about uh, spaghetti squash, and they had spaghetti squash at the farmers market. They, then they started ad libbing about macaroni squash in <laughs> in uh, Sampson County. Yeah, and they just uh, expanded on that for fifteen minutes, and they had it. People were going to the farmers market trying to find it. <laughs> well, the macaroni tree was there. Yeah, and and it, they were going to turn it into an entire farm because. They were they had grown some tobacco, but they thought they'd have more success. So you know with a macaroni what I speak. tree. <laughs> oh, and they went on with that for a long, long time because at one point Bart was doing an afternoon show with Wayne Ennis too, and they yeah. they did the same thing on the afternoon show about the macaroni trees and changing your air and your yeah. tires <laughs> exactly. each season, <laughs> the summer air and the winter air <laughs> in the tires. Well, not only were you doing the morning show for so long, but also. Uh, you became, I guess you were the third host third. of uh, Ask third. Your Neighbor. That's exactly right. Charlie Gaddy was the first. And uh, and then Bart was the second. And I think Bart got tired of doing it. I'm, I'm guessing from his reaction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when he'd run out of the stage, <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd work nights, and then he'd come in in the morning and do Ask Your right. Neighbor, yeah. which I thought was kind of a tough shift. But yeah. But uh, I took it over there, and I don't know how many years I did it, but it was quite a long time. Yeah, you, you were the definitely longest. Love it. Uh, Loved every minute of it. And you I did, did several cookbooks while you That's were That's right. Doing I did that four. Four Ask Your Neighbor cookbooks. Sure did. Matter of fact, at the ballpark uh, earlier this spring, a lady came up with a Mario Dell cookbook, <laughs> and it was one that had all of our pictures in it. And she yeah. asked me to autograph that page, yeah. and she said, "Well, tell Mario I need another autograph from him. <laughs> I'll be happy to do yeah. it anytime." Well, you they're call on me, eBay. Lady. You can find yeah. Mario Dell cookbooks yeah, on, on eBay on, uh, and Bart's too. Yeah, mm -hmm. and sure uh, Charlie Gaddy actually, who started the show, actually had a, I a think cookbook. He did. Yes, uh, of which I. I I own so I think uh, Gaddy's was 
both uh, cooking and also helpful hints, too. Yeah, and I think Bart did a helpful hints book, too, at, Separate. at, at one yes, point. Yes, I think too. he did. Yeah. I think he did. And, uh, of course, you, with Bart, uh, he came in twice a day, yeah. 9 o'clock in the morning, 9 o'clock at night. Yep. And, and then he became news director for That's a while, right, too. That's right, he did. So he was another great talent that, yes, uh, that we had here over the absolutely. years. And later on, um, after Gary passed away back in uh, 1998, I guess it 98, was. 98, yeah, yeah, February 98. And uh, you were paired with Donna Mason for a while Yeah, it was. Three, three years, I think. But I had a series of people that were put in with me including Bob Inskeep for yeah, that's right. quite a while. And I can't, I'll be honest with you, I cannot remember the other two who came in. They, they made a big impression. Never more, <laughs> quote the Raven. <laughs> and then, then uh, they brought Donna in. Yeah, She and I got along fine. It took a little getting used to for both of us. Right. Well, you were both used to running the show. That's, right. that's exactly and right. And that was, I guess, the same with Bob, too, because he had done his own yeah, morning right. show for so many years yeah. across town, too. Yep, yep. A lot of great radio minds there, though. So you you retired in, was it 03? 04, I believe 04, it was. yeah. That you retired. So, yep. Gosh, that's that's been almost, tw- almost 20, 20 years. Almost 20 years ago. That's yeah. hard to believe. Seems like yesterday. I, I know yeah. it does to me, too. We were sitting does. in the same room. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I remember Because I'd be over here doing the news, and you'd be yep. sitting right there. We just there. didn't have the computer monitor sitting <laughs> yeah. in front of me. Good gracious, what would you all have done with computers? Well, we had a computer here. Oh, you did? That we could bring up certain things on. Uh, oh, I didn't remember that. Yeah. It yeah. had the callers you could bring up and yeah. things like that, that on And it. we had yeah. a, we could print. Oh. The printer was not in here. Uh-huh. I can't remember where the wow. printer was, but I didn't know we yeah. were in that advance back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah, you sure were. Well, you, <laughs> y- y'all, both of you, you and Gary had computer brains, so you, di- you really didn't need computers. Well, I didn't, and I had a hard time adjusting to it. To be honest with you, I'm not a a techno. I'm not a technic technical person, but uh, Donna helped me a lot with that. She really did. She asked me one day. She said. Have you read your memos? I said, or email, I guess it was, whatever it was called. I said, I didn't know I had any. <laughs> so she pulled it up and it was absolutely full. She said, I said, oh, how do we get rid of it? She showed me. I said, we'll get rid of it. And she said, you're not going to answer any of it? I said, no. <laughs> well, when you first came here and when I first came here and Mike first came here, we didn't have emails, but every morning you'd come in. There would be a ton of memos for you, mainly from Charles Stegall. Charles every Stegall. Morning. Right. What, what a character Charles was! <laughs> yes. And we lost him earlier this year, yes, and, we, and uh, we, you know, we all loved him. He he was an interesting, interesting man. He was a wonderful husband. Too. Yeah, he was. Remember he was his definitely wife, there, Lee. and he was yes. a great boss because he uh, yes. he hired me. Thank God. That's right. <laughs> well, he wouldn't. He refused to hire me. Wayne Ennis finally hired me. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you just Charles, won't let that go. He, he, he said, "Well, Charles, like." 25 years later, <laughs> yeah. I, I saw Charles, and he said, you know, I might have made a mistake not hiring you because <laughs> you've been here for a long time. Well, I've got to ask you a question. Are you still going to minor league ballparks? Yeah, and you know, I still do Durham Bulls uh, public address. So I knew I'm, that. I'm all over the place getting ready to head to Arizona to do Arizona Fall League here in a couple of weeks. He goes to the most obscure yeah. baseball. <laughs> <laughs> he and, Rush, he and Rush Limbaugh were there, weren't you? Yeah. It, I it, think exactly. he was in Arizona. Yeah, he was there at one point. And, and, uh, and now he's interviewing us. 
does. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, he knew us oh, for he, long he, enough. Well, he, he knows how to do it. He, he can do it and, and uh, do it so seamlessly, yeah. moving in like that, too. But, yeah, it's uh, one of those things you just get so used to. And mm-hmm. it, it, think back to, uh, to Charles. I have a great, great Hap Hansen story that you probably remember about Charles. Mm-hmm. You remember Charles used to use green ink, yes, and he would write "Let's discuss." Oh yes, and do you remember the story about Hap's vacation request? No. Well, Hap had put in a vacation request, and in green ink, and I don't know where it was. Hood, do you it remember? Was, like, it was Gary Dornberg. It was Dornberg. He, <laughs> he wrote "Let's discuss CBS" with Charles B. Steagall on it, and Hap hit the ceiling when he came. And when a six-six man hits the ceiling, <laughs> it really happens. So uh, there's just kind of little things that happen. And Gary, yeah. Gary really had a a wonderful sense of humor. Yes, I mean, he, he did. was funny, yes, but he he, did. he played in the early days. He played practical jokes. Oh yes, too. he did. And he would he and Bart uh, would call the, the Queen of England. Oh yeah, you remember that? Yeah, and yeah. Bart called Khrushchev one night, uh, and he also called uh, the Pope. They called yeah. the, well, they called the Vatican. And Bart was in his cups that day. He yeah. was. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Up to God his bless ears. him. But he was. Uh-huh. If you got a call from a Bart at night, it might be <laughs> interesting. Oh, to say I the remember least. the first one. One of the first New Year's Eve things. He sent a car to my house to bring me and Pat to his house for New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, boy, this is something. You know, how much money does this guy make? So uh, yeah, well. Uh, any any time uh, alcohol was involved, it was good to have uh, a chauffeur. Was that it? big dog at uh, uh, Schlitz. Schlitz? Schlitz, yes, big German Shepherd, and big, big alcohol dog. too. Big dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you you met a lot of famous people. You you had yeah. a lot of famous people on this show, yeah, did. didn't you? I'm, I may be the only person that has Perry Como's home phone number. No kidding. Of it, course he well, was. Well, he lived in he lived in Florida in the winter. Yeah, and in our mountains, Saluda or or I think it was Saluda, around around that area, not near Hendersonville, in the in the summer. I did not know that. Oh yeah, most delightful human being you ever met. He was that. Just he was just his down home, and I remember asking. I'd never ask anybody for an autograph, never. And I got one from him, and it was on the Duke Children's playbook or whatever uh, you the know. Duke Children's classic. And classic. he was in charge yeah. of that for a many well. He years. was the Godfather. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And I asked him one night over there, I said, I'm going to do this. I said, I've never done it before, but I said, my sister's such a big fan. She loves Perry Como. And he said, she loves old has-been singers. (laughs) (laughs) And he signed a nice personal note to my sister. That's the only man I rest for. Yeah, 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 and you. There were a lot of celebrities because of Perry Como involved with the Duke. Yes, Cousins that's class. right. Tons of them. Yeah, and Buddy Hackett got to do a broadcast for Poolside from the uh, yeah Friday. That's right, the Friday Poolside party. That's years. right. And that was a lot of. It was out at one of the hotels at RTP. It was at the yeah. old Governor's Inn. Yeah, Governor's Inn. That's right. Mm-hmm. And did that for many uh, for a long time. I yeah. remember uh, Frank Sinatra came yep. to that. He did not play. Uh, he came and sang. And then yeah. left. He, he sang at, uh, at, at the Coliseum. Yeah, there. that's right. That's right. Wow. Yeah, I never, I never that, met him, yeah. though. Perry Como, to me, when we talk about Perry Como, we talk about golf with the Duke Children's Classic. But the guy, the other celebrity that Perry Como always reminded me of, in a way, was Arnold Palmer. Yeah. They had similar personalities. That's right. And both very, very kind people yeah. when you got to talk that's to That's right. Them. That's right. 
and I watched very them. humble. My yeah. wife and I watched them, followed them, and watched those two play golf. Oh, did you at the at the old Duke yeah. uh, course? And there was nobody out there, mm-hmm. and uh, we got autographs from both of them, and were able to watch Arnold Palmer tee yeah. off, yeah. which was uh, extraordinary in itself, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. Uh, in advanced age. Well, Mari, over your long career, uh, you saw, uh, as we have seen, so many changes in, in radio yeah. over the years. But the, the magic of one-on-one with a microphone, that never changes. No, it doesn't. And I always, I always think of uh, particularly AM as being intimate. You're, you're really having a dialogue with your audience. TV doesn't, raise, doesn't uh, come up to that level. No. And I'm not knocking TV. I don't want anybody to misinterpret what I say. But TV is not intimate, not like radio. Because I go back so far, you know, where you listened to the radio and you didn't have TV. And these great shows that they had on then and were so good, and yet you'd sit around, literally sit around the radio and listen to great shows. And I think morning shows in particular, it brings an intimacy because you're waking up with that person That's exactly every right. That's Did you exactly have a right. hero? Did you have someone that you kind of stylized? Well, your- I didn't stylize myself by him, but I always liked Ty Boyd. Well, I, I can always liked Ty. That. Uh, and I think he started at my hometown station, WBCU and Union. I did not. I don't think that. he was there a long time. Yeah. They had, a, they had all the people that were at BCU when it was first put on the air became executives with networks and things. Oh my. Our morning our not our morning, our afternoon guy was became the president of uh, mutual broadcasting. Uh-huh. And I've forgotten who the others were, but Ty I'm pretty sure Ty was there. Yeah. And for folks who are younger and might not know about Ty Boyd, he was a legendary morning man at WBT That's for right. decades. Right. And too. would fill in for Arthur Godfrey on his radio show. That's right. He he replaced Grady Cole. Who uh, was another uh, legend? Yeah, I mean a huge. He was Charlotte. Yeah, he was. Uh, for for and for I many, worked many with years. his son at one time, for a short period of time because his son didn't stay at the station, but uh, but we were friends for a long time. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, uh, you had a wonderful ride here. I did, and and I, that was what I said at the end. I said we've had a hell of a ride, and it's time to go home. Yeah, you know, but it was. It was. This was a great place for me. It was. I knew, and I can say this honestly, uh, when when I got here, and Pat stayed in South Carolina for I think two or three months, while we sold our house and that sort of thing. But uh, I called her one day and I said, "We have not made a mistake. You are going to love this place. You're going to love this city." And I, I was never in doubt. I've been here about two weeks, and I realized this is a great place to be. And it is a great place to be. Yeah. And it's and been a great it. station for so many years. And, yes. uh, you know, when uh, when I got here in, in 1978 and Mike got here uh, three years before that, I, I couldn't believe that they actually had hired me at uh-huh. WPTF because it, it had been a, a lifelong goal to get there. And I know Johnny Hood felt the same way. Yep. And because of the chance to work with people like you, that's what made it yep. such a special Absolutely. place to Well, you know, in our, in, our, in our day back then, if you went to a 50,000-watt station, that was a big move. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Because and most of them were in big cities. Right. I worked at WSB in Atlanta, for example. Welcome South Brother. And uh, did a newscast from the city desk of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution at midnight two nights a week. 
Wow. And stuff like that. It's just really cool, cool radio. It yeah. has been cool. Hadn't it has. It? <laughs> it has been. It's been a lot of fun. Not many people are able to do this. Mm. No, and particularly do it the way you did it for so long. <laughs> I think you give me a lot of credit. I don't. No, no, I was no, there to see no. it. You, you definitely deserve it. <laughs> no, everybody. A lot of people gave you credit. The ratings, the <laughs> ratings, and the buys showed yeah, that. I'd like to. I almost never paid that debt off either. They, That's all right. that credit they gave me. You, you don't. Uh, you don't owe anybody anything. <laughs> no, you certainly don't. And Mari, it's been so good to see you again today. And don't be a stranger. I promise I won't. Uh, oh. And I want to appreciate both of you, Mike and Tony, for having me here. It's a reminisce a little bit about how great this radio station is because it does have a it has a history and a legacy that very few stations have. That's true, uh, and this one has it, and they should be very very proud of the past. Yeah. And you should be very proud of the role you played in it. I'm right. very proud as of we, having uh, been here, part of it. As we approach a hundred years, I know. How about that? That's incredible. I uh, we were doing the same thing in 1958 as a disc jockey as they're doing right now on a lot of the FM stations. Absolutely. You know, you have two things. You know, uh, you have a slogan. I don't want to name one because I might even, they might get mad at me. But, you know, we've got the best hot dog in town, you know. Yeah. And, and they have that one slogan and the call letters, and that's all you were allowed to say. <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> Thank goodness you had plenty yeah. of freedom to do whatever <laughs> yeah. the heck you they wanted to me, do. They gave me a lot of freedom. A they lot really of freedom. Well, they did. knew you could take it and yeah. run. They, they gave me a lot of freedom. I did. Thank you, dear friend. Thank you, dear friend. You too, Mike. Thank Tony, you, Mari. I appreciate what you've meant to me. Yeah. All right.